And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, full details on grain transportation hearings yesterday in Ottawa. Agri-News is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Choose the alternative. McDougall Auctioneers for guaranteed results online at mcdougallauction.com. Members of Parliament, members of the Common Standing Committee of Agriculture heard many stories about grain transportation during a public hearing yesterday in Ottawa. Grain contracts going undelivered for three months or more, short lines not receiving cars, and customers asking questions about Canada's reputation as a reliable grain supplier. The railways started things off trying to explain what has happened this winter. It appears to be a combination of a shortage of crews and locomotive power as well as higher-than-expected business from the oil sector. Michael Corey is CN's chief operating officer. He says the railway needs to do better. Again, I go back to the unprecedented volume increase. Um, that's, that's really focused our attention to having a much more uh, robust uh, forecast and capacity model, and that's what we're working on right now. James Clements is CP Rail's Vice President of Strategic Planning and Transportation Services. We did have a forecast in terms of demand and the volumes were bigger. The other thing that happened is uh, I would call it an event and that was the failure of the Keystone pipeline that resulted in an, uh, when it restarted 80% capacity uh, so that 20% loss created a sudden spike in demand because of a change in the pricing of crude oil and uh, that was unforeseen. Rick White is the CEO of the Canadian Canola Growers Association he says the railways need to be ready to move grain early. Our biggest premiums in the market globally are October, November, December shipping, and that is when it's the toughest time to ship in Canada. When we miss that sweet spot and we're now pushing shipping down into June, July, August, we are losing premiums that we should have captured had we had more rail capacity earlier in the year. Ian Boxall farms at Tisdale and is vice president of the Agricultural Producers Association of Saskatchewan. He says more collaboration is needed in the whole supply chain. I've been phoned several times this winter to load the trucks and then been phoned and said, no, don't, train didn't show up. We can't have that. That doesn't work in an industry like we're in. It doesn't work when I've pre-sold my grain for the fact of storage, for the fact of cash flow, for other reasons why I've done it because of price. That doesn't work. That doesn't work. It needs to be better. Bill C-49 is still being reviewed in the Senate and there could still be some amendments. Canadian Federation of Agriculture President Ron Bonnet says it needs to be passed before the summer break. The need is there to make sure that we've got some type of a system so that the proper planning takes place. But that's got to go beyond that. There has to be some teeth and, and C-49 provides part of that to ensure that there's compliance because it's not like uh, with if you're going to truck green that you can go and hire another trucker if one isn't performing. You're stuck with those railroads. All nine farm groups and grain company representation presentations yesterday supported the passage of Bill C-49 to allow reciprocal penalties against the railways for poor service. Saskatchewan Agriculture Minister Lyle Stewart is paying tribute to a group of volunteers who provide crop details across the province during the growing season. A thank you lunch will be held at the legislature today for crop reporters with 25 years or more of service. These are the folks who provide weekly information on crop development in their parts of Saskatchewan. It's compiled by the Ministry of Agriculture and provided to all producers. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. G3 Canada has announced plans to build two new prairie grain elevators, including a location in northwest Saskatchewan. 
G3 Canada Vice President of Business Development, Brett Malkowski, says the 42,000-ton elevators will be built in Maidstone, Saskatchewan, and Wetaskiwin, Alberta. Two very strategic sites that we've had our eyes on for uh, really a couple of years now since we started to develop our strategy. Very good production dynamics in both locales and from a, a positioning and a competitive perspective, we felt that we could, by virtue of our presence, add something to the producers in that region in terms of what we bring their business. Yeah, what's some of the key benefits you see farmers getting from this? Well, I think first and foremost, both of these facilities will feature uh, G3's uh, loop tracks and will feed directly into the new terminal being constructed in North Vancouver. So, you know, really you're talking about now a closed-loop system where the trains will stay intact from the country to Vancouver and back. For a farmer, this means increased delivery opportunities. It's a more fluid and efficient uh, rail system, so we'll have trains under spout hopefully more often than our competitors. And then the second major thing that folks will notice is just the speed at which we can process trucks through these facilities. And farmers that are doing business with us today in uh, other parts of Saskatchewan or in Manitoba uh, are really starting to notice just how quickly they can get in and out of our driveway and uh, get back to the field or, or get home to their families. How quick can you unload a big truck? Uh, we can discharge a Super B in just under five minutes. How big are these grain elevators that you're building? Both of these will be 42,000 tons of static storage. Um, so that's comprised of sort of the main concrete workhouse and then three additional steel tanks. When do you expect them to be operational? Construction should begin this spring, and we expect up to 18 months for construction. In rough terms, what do these terminal each elevator cost? <laughs> They're very expensive, certainly not getting any cheaper, uh, literally tens of millions of dollars for each of them. So they are a considerable investment on the part of our shareholders, but they are part of you know, a very ambitious and significant long-term vision for, uh, for grain handling in Canada. Now you're building a grain terminal at Vancouver. When is, do you hope to see it operational? The terminal in Vancouver is progressing uh, very well. Uh, we're right on plan. In fact, maybe even a little bit ahead of plan. We should start receiving grain uh, at the tail end of 2019 to settle the bins. And we should be uh, shipping grain out of the terminal in early 2020. How big is G3 now? You uh, are got several terminals, uh, grain elevators in Saskatchewan, Manitoba, and this is the Wetaskin one is the first one in Alberta. What other locations do you have? We have four additional concrete sites in Saskatchewan with two more under construction currently just outside of Melville and Saskatoon. We also have two concrete facilities in Manitoba, again, state-of-the-art loop tracks, as well as port terminals in Thunder Bay, Hamilton, Ontario, Trois-Rivières, and Quebec City, Quebec. So we've been building, busy building from east to west, and what you're seeing today is just affirmation of our coast-to-coast strategy and ambition. This winter has been an example of where there's been some serious problems moving grain to market. Does that worry you? You know, look, I'd say that the performance of the industry as a whole, you know, and that extends to both uh, railroads, grain handlers, uh, and and quite frankly, uh, you know, farmers obviously uh, hasn't been great this year. It's been well documented and well communicated. The shortcomings of of the current system, and even the last couple of days, there's been hearings in Ottawa with respect to uh, rail performance. I I would say that 
G3 believes we're part of the long-term solution for this. The loop-to-loop model is going to increase rail efficiency substantially. We'll be able to load more, load faster on a single train than, than what the industry is currently able to deliver, and we'll able, be able to get those trains to port and back much faster. So it really does come down to efficiency and doing more with less, and as I said, we feel that we're, uh, we're part of a long-term solution. Brett Malkowski is the Vice President of Business Development and Communications at G3 Canada. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hollis Wealth. Call 1-800-284-9999 for more information or to book a free consultation with the office of Scott Bjornson, Hollis Wealth. Scotia Capital Inc. is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. Market Update also brought to you by Flamin Sales in Saskatoon, Southie, Prince Albert, Yorkton and Swan River. Visit Flamin.com. Grain prices at Viterra were showing upward movement in early trading this morning. Canola rose 3.30 at 4.8544. Oats gained a dollar 28 at 1.4054. Number one red spring wheat went up 13.97 at 2.3709. The rest were unchanged. Durham 2.5825. Feed barley 187.63. Flax 463.68. Yellow peas, $236.37. Feed wheat, $136.48. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, May spring wheat is up three and three quarter cents at $6 a quarter cents a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia, 642-5358 or Weyburn, 842-4574. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of March 20th. Weyburn didn't have a regular sale last week. It was Assiniboia's turn. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.83 cents to $1. D3 cows sold from $0.50 cents to $0.75. Cents. Counter cows sold from $0.10 cents to $0.39. Cents. Good butcher bulls sold from $0.97 cents to $1.14. We had a pre-sorted cap and yearling sale here in Weyburn yesterday. 500 to 550 pound steers averaged $2.17 and sold up to $2.43. 550 to 600 pound steers averaged $2.13 and sold up to $2.31. 600 to 650 pound steers averaged $2.04 and sold up to $2.20. 650 to 700 pound steers averaged $1.95 and sold up to $2.18. 700 to 800 pound steers averaged $1.82 and sold up to $2.01. 800 to 900 pound steers averaged $1.68 and sold up to $1.78. Steers over 900 pounds averaged $1.53 and sold up to $1.61. Heifers were about 20 cents back from the steers. Some of the highlights from the sale were a group of 500 pound grasser steers at $2.43 a pound. A group of 550-pound black steers at $2.32 a pound. A group of 600-pound black steers at $2.20 a pound. A group of 650-pound tan steers at $2.18 a pound. A group of 720-pound tan steers at $2.01 a pound. And two loads of 800-pound exotic steers at $1.79 a pound. We also had a load of fancy 740-pound Black Angus replacement heifers from the McNaughton Ranch, and they sold for $1.81 a pound. 
This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets the cattle and the prices too. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 7,200 hogs Monday, selling a range of 136 to $155 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,100 head, selling in a range of 135 to $152 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is down and four contract prices opened down this morning. On Monday, the Canadian dollar was up five basis points with the daily exchange rate at 1.3079. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 76.44 cents U.S. U.S. cash markets in the whole pork complex was lower to start the week, with hog and pork supplies abundant and easily meeting current demand. Regional cash prices have declined 22% over the last six weeks and are trading at their lowest level since the Christmas holidays. Lean hog futures moved sharply lower in yesterday's trade, with the summer month contracts experiencing a decline of $2 US 100 weight. The October and December contracts showed more resilience, declining only about $1 US 100 weight. Coming up, the farm weather forecast. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton, and Watrous, New Holland, working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today, mainly cloudy skies, 30% chance of light snow today, the high minus 1, the low minus 10. Wednesday, partly cloudy with a high of 0, the low minus 5. Thursday, partly cloudy, the high plus 2, chance of evening flurries, windy, the low minus 2. Friday, we could have some snow or rain and windy, and the weather office still isn't sure exactly how much snow or rain we're going to get, but uh, a high forecast of plus 3 for Friday, so that's when there will be rain, and then the overnight low is minus 4, so then there will be some snow. Periods of more snow on Saturday with a high of plus 2, the low minus 4. Sunday, partly cloudy with a high of plus 2, the low minus 8. Monday, sunny and the high plus 2. Normal high is plus 2 at this time of year. The normal low is minus 10. The sun rose at 7.01 this morning. It sets at 7.10 tonight. And, of course, today is the very first official day of spring. Around the province, we have this hour, Esteban and Saskatoon, both at 0. Swift Current is at minus 5. Weyburn, minus 1. Yorkton is minus 4. Light snow in Regina, minus 3. That's 26 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the south southwest at 8. Giving a wind chill right now of minus 6 degrees. Humidity is 92%. The barometer is rising, 101.6. Cloudy Moose Jaw, 0. Winds are from the west at 9. Once again, Regina, light snow, minus 3. That's 26 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.